Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 180. I am your hostess, your girl, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another episode, episode 180. I like it. It's a good number. I was born in 1980. Uh, Eight is my favorite number. 11 is my second favorite number. Fun fact. I am a numbers person, so I love it whenever one of the episode numbers is has one of my numbers in it, okay? Um, it must mean it's going to be an extra wonderful episode today, and it really is because my friend Dan Peterson is my guest today. He, like me, owns a social media agency, um, but he's in Chicago. I'm in Houston. Um, no competition here. All friends. Friendship. And I love it when Dan comes on the show. In fact, he this is, his, I think, his third time being on the show because you as a listener get this like extra peek behind the curtain of social media related stuff for your business. I mean, we talk about the things that you don't hear people talk about a lot. Um, nothing controversial, just like an inside look at what it's like for us to help our clients and what kinds of issues we're seeing, what kinds of successes we're seeing as professionals in the um, space. And you get to sit here and listen for free and get all the tips and everything. So um, it's a really good chat I'm having with Dan here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, we need to talk about this potential TikTok ban. <sighs> okay. Um, we got to talk about it. It's I guess it's possible. Um, it's annoying to me, if you couldn't tell by the way my tone of voice changed when I talk about it, because... I, I, you know, I don't get it. And like many things that have to do with the government, I don't get it. And I don't mean because my intelligence level is not high enough to get it. I mean, because it, it's not always logical. Right. And in this case, if you're not familiar, let me back up and tell you, there is a potential TikTok ban in the USA and what's being reported in all the news articles, which is all we know, I'm, I'm probably never going to know the full story. Right. But what's being reported in these news news articles is that is that you know because TikTok is a is is a China owned company um, that there could be a potential security breach because of you know the conflict between the two countries blah 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 and I've also seen kind of on the same topic um, in recent months people talk about like have you looked at the agreement for TikTok that you have to agree to 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 use it and. My answer is yes, I have. Whenever it first started going around, like videos talking about, like, can you believe, I think it was Joe Rogan and <clears throat> he talked about it, maybe somebody else um, in the spotlight about, like, can you believe the things it's saying you should, you're agreeing to, like sharing your information? And <clears throat> my, my response to that is that all of them do that. And look, look, there, I don't know everything and there's, there's little details and maybe little tricky words and things like that. So I'm not claiming to have the full story for sure. But, I will say that all these social media platforms, you know, gather data and information from it, from their users. TikTok is not the only one, <laughs> um, but you know, it's gotten in the spotlight because of the China thing. 
And so now something was passed in our country that essentially, to my understanding, gives the president permission to ban it in our country if he wants to, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, okay. So here's my opinion. One, it sucks. Um, and look, hey, TikTok isn't even really my personal social media hub. My my personal one for my personal brand that I really, really, really just love so much is Instagram. It's not TikTok. I, I don't dislike TikTok. I'm just saying that that it's not even my favorite platform to use personally. And I still am disappointed by this whole possibility because one, we don't know all the details and Lord only knows what the actual truth is. Like I kind of feel like it's probably, you know, bullshit and whatever, but that's my personal opinion. And that's frustrating to not know the full story on something. And two, as a content creator and as someone that's created on social media since freaking, you know, MySpace, I know I know the the heart and soul that is behind most creators. And it makes me feel sad for the people that have really built brands and businesses around TikTok um, and also have found so much joy in it. Haven't we all found some joy in TikTok? Even if you're not really creating there that much, or maybe it's not as much of your focus, or maybe like me, you just, your hub is somewhere else and you're just on there, you know, a little bit less. You still, come on, we find joy on TikTok. We're learning how to do things. And it's really been a positive thing um for most of us um but you know like i said i don't know the whole story which is frustrating but it's the truth you don't know the whole story which is frustrating but it's the truth and it is possible that it could get that i guess it could get banned so here's here's my advice to you you've probably heard me talk about this many times before but you definitely shouldn't be putting all your eggs in one basket when it comes to social media anyway. I mean, it's natural to have one that you lean more toward and you're just going to. Like I said, I lean more toward Instagram right now and I just – I love it and I have a deeper connection with people there and I love the way the platform works and the features and all the things, right? Um, but and, – and while if it went away, I would be extremely upset and it would be a huge change in my business, I'm not relying 100% on Instagram. I have um, a presence on all of the major – social media platforms. And that's important to me and my brand. It may not be important to you and your brand to be on every single one, but you shouldn't be on just one. So if you're one of the people out there that's really just relying on TikTok only for your social media presence, I would definitely address that. I would definitely, um, I would definitely, even if this wasn't happening, I would advise you to have, you know, a secondary platform for sure. Um, it's just smart to have more than one touch point for people that want to follow your journey. Like, there's going to be some people maybe that don't even use one platform or the other. It's cool to give people a couple of options, right? So there's that. You know, I would go in and I would screenshot things. Like if you have impressive numbers, if you have, if you have, or even if you don't, I guess, <laughs> but screenshot your profile. Um, it shows how many followers you have. If you do have some videos that have high numbers, you know, screenshot those so you can see the views. If you have any anything that you want to have record of, just screenshot it. Um, any videos that you want to keep and save that you're afraid maybe you haven't saved yet, um, go in there and save them to your phone and keep copies of everything. Just, you know, just, just kind of cover your butt and just, just do your best to gather up things that, you know, if it's gone and then say a couple years from now, you want to, you want to have those numbers to reference and be like, well, I built up this 
account on TikTok to a hundred thousand followers. And like, you want that to be a part of your kind of like online resume or something like you need to, you know, you need to have proof of that. So I would do all of that. I would get your proof. I would save your videos. Um, and then I would make sure you're on another platform, but I, but I would recommend being on another platform even if this wasn't happening. So it's just a smart thing to do. Um, it, 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 you know, if it does happen, it will still be upsetting even to those of you that are being smart and that are on other platforms too. But if you really, really love TikTok, I know it would be upsetting for it to go away, but it, it would not be the first time either. You know, this has happened before with other social media platforms and, you know, the big dogs, Facebook and Instagram tend to stick around. Um, and I'm sure that's a whole other story of details that we don't know about either. <laughs> of how that works. But anyway, um, I hope that this kind of preps you, um, just in case something like that happens. I really hope it doesn't. I'm sending my love to all of you TikTok creators that, um, that really, really have loved creating on the platform and to those of us that, that also get joy from the platform, just being on it. So let's keep our fingers crossed that everything works out and that these grumpy government people don't fuck with our shit. Um, and we'll see what happens. All right. Um, coming up next is my chat with my friend, owner of flip switch social media, Dan Peterson. Dan Peterson, welcome back to the social sunshine podcast. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. I'm glad you're here. What is this like your third time on the show, right? I think I think so. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. You I think you're the only person that's been on three times. Oh so, special. I feel special. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Um, I just love that you and I have a lot in common in our careers and what we do. Um, it's it's I don't know like a whole bunch of other people that own social media marketing agencies. Like it's just not a super common thing. It seems like in my life. So I'm glad to know you. Um, I'm in Houston, you're in Chicago, but like, it's, it, it's very similar. Right. So I love that we can kind of count on each other to, to exchange stories and brainstorm and all that stuff. Nobody does uh, it because nobody's dumb enough, Brittany, to start an agency. <laughs> That's what it is. What you trying to say yeah. about me? What the hell? <laughs> Sorry. You uh, and I are no, crazy. no, it is it is a special um beast, but it's amazing, as you know as well, because it's such a big deal now. Like we're like pioneers or something, especially you. So so real quick, let's go there. Let's tell everybody, um, even though I've already given them somewhat of an introduction, but I want you to tell them like who you are, what your business is, what you do and how long, sure. how long, how long have you been doing it? Oh my gosh. So, uh, in April of 23, 2023, it will be 11 years. Sweet. Okay. Crazy. So, yeah. So flip switch. <clears throat> so yeah, I founded flip switch, uh, for all you listeners out there, um, in 2012 and it was designed to provide originally web services, but then, um, quickly pivoted to just strictly pretty much social media and a few other digital marketing things. But uh, yeah, it's been um, a wild ride over a decade of helping small to mid-sized companies navigate social media. We actually do all of it for small businesses. It's kind of the bread and butter of what we do is doing the posting, the monitoring, the right. whole thing, running the ads and everything. But right, yeah, yeah. so it's been wild. Same, uh, same, except for the ads. Um, we could probably have a whole conversation on ads, but let's not do that today. I am not a fan though. I will say that I'm not a fan of messing with social media ads. I've done it for clients. You know, if it's a mm -hmm. good client and it's, I tell them it has to be simple. I, I tell them it has to be a one layer situation, meaning we're not retargeting. We're not doing in-depth analytics, but if you happen to have a simple, like 
something you want boosted. Okay, fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> because gotcha. that's a whole other world to get into. But otherwise you and I, our services are really quite similar. And you were telling me before we start recording about something that y'all are doing. And I thought that it would be cool if we could go through the process of it, because I think somebody listening could take this information and run if they want to. Um, so sure. you were talking about how, yeah, y'all do like the done for you, social media posting and stuff, but also now consulting and you're kind of like, you know, like you're right in the middle of doing all that work for people. Right. So explain to somebody listening, like what that even means. If you hire a social media expert as a consultant, what does that mean you're going to do with them? So the way that we do it is uh, right now, it's literally me doing this because um, it, it's still in a beta phase of sorts. Uh, we used to do it a long time ago. The, the original company name is Flip Switch Consulting Group because we were big into just kind of an overall consulting standpoint. Um, when we narrowed down and started doing just mostly social media and stuff, we actually changed names several years back to Flip Switch Social Media, also for SEO purposes and just general searchability. But it's ironic because as soon as I did that, I started back in the consulting side of things. So it's like, okay, whatever. Um, I'm going to rename this place, this company five different times. Uh, but we, uh, yeah, so in general, what we do is we sit down or right now, like I said, I'm sitting down for one hour a month with a business. And then when I say sit down, we're doing 80% of them virtually by Zoom. But even here in Chicagoland, I do have some that I physically sit down with. And I really enjoy that because it's that old you know, shake yeah. hands type of thing that I grew up with. So, uh, but we sit down, we go over where the company is at from a social media standpoint. And, and it's more, I should mention this too. It's more than social media. That's what I really, I think I'm enjoying about it is I'm bringing my background of old school sales, marketing, retail, restaurant, like all the stuff that I grew up in. And I'm bringing that to the table and layering it with tips and things for the digital side of it. So they're getting a real, what I call a real life, like in-person um, sales capability type of side of it mixed with the digital social media, quote unquote, fake kind of world where right. it's like anybody can be anybody type of thing. So they're, I'm bringing a lot of uh, value through introspection to these companies. It's really cool to see because what they're doing is they're, I'm forcing them to look internally at themselves as a company and the people involved in the company and say, okay, well, like, wow, we haven't, we totally got away from doing this or that because we just thought that if we just, just did social media, that that would be the end all be all. And now like they're realizing like, wow, we got away from some stuff that we should have never stopped doing. Um, and that sometimes that's B2B sales, like literally going and knocking on doors. Some of it is cold calling that they haven't done in five years and they realize they should. Some of it's direct mail. It's, I mean, there's so many different things that we bring back in from these right. consulting standpoints. So it's very That's, cool. That is really cool. And then you make such a good point. It's so valuable to have a perspective like yours, like, like having that, that more traditional uh, business sense and experience, and then marry like bringing that together with the current stuff that's, that's popular and, and, you know, effective of social media and online marketing and stuff. It's cool. I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that our, um, kind of like our age range 
you and I, I feel like we have an advantage in that, right? Like that we are old enough <laughs> to remember <laughs> back in the day. Like I was like 16 working at my dad's business, like running newspaper ads so that we could advertise what we were selling. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But also doing the work we do now to where we understand the current situation. Cause I think if you can combine the two, it's like, you know, it's the magical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really is. So, okay. So like, so I want to get some tips from you on what you would tell a consulting client that way, whoever's listening could maybe soak in some of the, the goodness that you have to offer. So, um, yeah. what, whenever it comes to social media specifically, mm -hmm. What are you seeing with these clients? Are you seeing that, that people um, aren't posting enough, aren't posting at all, don't know what to post? Like, what are the couple of standouts that are the issue that you're helping them solve? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, all, of, all them. of the above. So <laughs> you hit it right on the head. So what we're really seeing um, a, a big lacking in from especially small businesses that maybe only have like one or two people handling the social media internally. And that's really who I'm trying to focus this consulting for is, is somebody that has a presence. They have somebody internally doing it, but they really need help. They need accountability. They need direction. They need a blueprint. So yeah. uh, yes, to your point, it is a uh, probably the first tip. The first thing that I'm seeing that everybody's really lacking on is the volume and therefore the quantity of yeah. social media that they're pushing out. Um, we're taking clients that they think posting once a week is too much, you know, and it's like, where did you ever hear that once a week is too much? <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want everybody to, you know, think that we post too much and this and that. It's like, listen, three to eight, you know, maybe 8% of your followers see any given post. Thanks, you know, thanks to the lovely algorithms and the organic reach component of it. But um, even if half the people that like they did five years ago, even if like 50% of people saw your posts, you're still not posting enough if you're only posting once, once a day, a yeah. right? Yeah, oh, once yeah. a week is unheard of. Um, <laughs> right. So we're we're seeing a lot of that, and I, and I'm joking about it, but it's really crazy. Like it's, I would say, like ninety percent of these consulting clients that we have are posting once a week on average, maybe twice. Some of them, honestly, once a month. Like it's just really a forgotten thing, is what it is. Now, some of them, on the flip side, some of them are doing a good job, and they do post, you know, pretty much daily. But then we're getting into they're only doing one type of post on one platform type of thing. So, oh, we post every day. OK, well, what is it? Well, it's once a day on Facebook and it's just a static graphic and there's no, you know, caption uh, that's enticing. There's no call to action. There's not, you know, it's missing so many things. So uh, so that's what we kind of try to take them. And, you know, for your listeners right now, I would say uh, the first point that I would make is to do an audit of your social media. And if you need help, I'm sure Brittany or I can help you, but uh, do an audit and look at what platforms you're on and look at your customer base, your real life customer base, who's walking in the door of your business or whatever, who's picking up the phone to call you and look at those and reverse engineer and say, okay, well, it's 30 to 50 year old women that make X amount of money per year and so on and so forth. That's my customer. That's my ideal customer base. Okay. Well, where are those people at? Well, that's on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and so on, you know, like, and figure out which platforms, you know, your customers are on, see if you're on them to begin with. If not, why not? How many times are you posting? What are you doing? What are you not doing? And just kind of be truthful with yourself from an auditing standpoint. That's the first thing. 
Right. That's huge. That's a, that's such good information because it's so simple. That's the good news. It's not like that hard to do, but it's so overlooked. <laughs> it is. I, I don't know. Like what makes, I don't know. People kind of randomly just choose a place to post or something. Maybe there's not much thought put into it, but it's not that hard to do. And it's so helpful. Well, and I'm going to take it like a second step there. Um, on top of that, doing the auditing thing, because one people will probably not be truthful with themselves. Really? Let's face it. Like we're not really the best at being introspective and truthful with ourselves most of the time. Uh, but two, if you have a business associate or close friend or somebody that will be honest with you, have them look at all your social media, say, Hey, through your lens, what are you seeing that we could improve on? If you were a customer, what would you like to see from us? What kind of, and then the third thing to take it another step would be to ask, like ask your customers, what do you want from us? What do you want from this page? What do you want me to post on Facebook as a business or whatever? Like, let's say it's a plumbing company. What do you want us to post about? Do you want tips on how to unclog your toilet? Do you want tips? You want a video on how to replace the valve in the back of your toilet? Like, Right. Or, you know, what do you, what are you trying to get? And then, and your people will tell you, your audience will tell you if you have a fairly engaging audience, they'll right. let you know. Right. Yeah. No, that's such a good point. I mean, if you, and, and then you notice that like, there's certain kind of content that's doing well, like keep, keep it up. <laughs> like, yes. don't be like, oh, okay. I just think I'm going to change it now. Like I, I've done that myself too. And I'll look back and go, Brittany, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> Like nobody asked you to post about this, but you know, and so you, it, sometimes we have to check ourselves, even if we have a lot of experience, but, um, okay, cool. So, so first thing you can do is evaluate your situation. Look at everything, look at who you're trying to reach, what platform you should be on, so on and so forth. Correct. What, what do you think next? Like, are you having your clients, are you giving them specific instructions? Like you should be posting this many times a week and so on and so forth. Okay. Yeah. So uh, one of the big areas that we're seeing a lack of um, posting in, even if they are doing a good job on like, let's say just like the regular feed on Facebook and Instagram, for example, even if they're doing well on that, they're probably not doing a lot of stories and they're probably not doing any video. I mean, very few clients that we come across businesses are doing anything with video. It's really wild. So we're getting, um, we're giving them actionable tips there and saying, Hey, okay, let's, let's shoot for uh, three to five stories per day on Facebook and Instagram combined. And, uh, and if they think that that's difficult and they're freaking out, like, Oh my gosh, I, how am I going to do that? Then we break it down and say, okay, just take your phone when you're out and about within your company. Maybe you're walking through the store. Maybe you're, maybe you're actually out to eat somewhere and it has nothing to do with your business, but you turn that camera around Flip it in selfie mode and just say something. Just start talking and put out some kind of content and do this all to bring the the um, personal side of your business to the forefront so that people aren't just seeing the business side. They're seeing that, hey, Dan Peterson, the, the human is behind this stuff, not just Dan Peterson, the business owner. Right. So that's that's kind of one step that we take. We say, where's the gaps? And like I said, it's usually stories and video to start with. Right. Break it down. Um, find some, you know, uh, something that maybe is interesting going on every day that you can record or you can talk about. I mean, you know, our slogan is "Think Social First," and right. 
that's because everything is content. If you really think about it, you can use every single thing you do as content. Everything. There's that song. You know the song. Everything is content. Everything is content. That was like a TikTok song or something. Um, That's a good point. I should have snagged that for our I know. You're you're a musician. Put it together and do a little (laughs) something with that. Let's take a quick break from today's episode to talk about the fact that enrollment for my membership, Small Biz Social Society, is open from March 30th to April 4th, 2023. Small Biz Social Society is a membership that I created in 2020 for ambitious content creators that are mission-driven and want to stand out on social media. So for just $18 a month, you get access to our core curriculum of classes taught by yours truly, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, and even email marketing. I cover it all. You'll also get exclusive invites to virtual events featuring top-notch guest speakers and our Small Biz Social Society leadership team. And if you enroll during this short spring 2023 window, you're just in time to get in on early bird registration for our upcoming in-person event, Social Success 2023, happening in New Orleans in June. My team and I will be there ready to host a super fun weekend for you and your fellow members. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com between March 30th and April 4th, 2023 to get into the coolest club on the internet. That's smallbizsocialsociety.com. See you there. No, yeah, yeah, I know you're right. And everything really is content. And I think that, I think that it's, I wonder if you agree with this. And this is about social media in general, really, is like so much of it is like mindset type stuff. Like, like you were saying, like being top of mind, think social first and all that stuff. I feel like a lot of times when I end up having a conversation with a client or a student or whomever about social media, I almost feel like it's therapy. Like I have to be like, okay, so you want to show your mission. Who are you trying to help? Why do you (laughs) care so much about your business? Let's dig deep. Where did this come from? And I feel like I'm like, a therapist in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Because because you probably agree social media really if you're doing it real thoroughly and you don't have to be super mushy or emotional I'm just saying if you're being right. thorough you are going to end up in situations where you have to do mindset shifts where you have to dig a little deeper because you got to realize why are you sharing this in the first place who are you trying to help and it it's not just this surface level like shallow marketing thing in my opinion. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. And I would even go as far as to say, like, it's uh it's a mindset as well with your audience in general saying like, um, how do I want to put this? Uh, just being real to yeah. your audience and, and authentic so that you're not coming across as, you know, corny sales push content, you know, like People want to, and this is where the algorithms have really done a better job in the last couple of years. People want to connect and relate to people on social media. And when I say people, that means a business too. Like they want to relate to a business. And when businesses can connect and show the personal side, for example, we have a a client who's an insurance salesman. And um, we were looking back just this last week across all of the content that um, he and us have put out. And the ones that do the best, the posts that do the best are always the ones of either uh, his like pet, his dog or whatever, (laughs) his staff members, because they're humans and himself who's human. The posts about insurance, the posts about um, anything that's not got a, actually got a face attached to it, whether it's a human or a dog face, 
Um, the things that are not personally relatable don't do well. Right. And it is 100% that way. And I told him, I said, we've, we've really got to start cracking down more on this type of content. We got to figure out ways to get more of the personal relatable side of content into your mix right? and, yeah. and drive it from there. But yeah, that's, I agree 100%. And it's, it's like, you know, I guess it, there, in online marketing in general, there's a time and place for the content that maybe is less personal and isn't quite as engaging, I guess, because you're going to have a situation, right? Where you send out an email and maybe it needs to have your, your graphic on it that promotes the thing and cool. Yeah. But when yeah. it comes to social media, like that kind of stuff should be such a tiny percentage yeah. of what you put out there. Um, Cause I always say like social media is like um, almost like a welcoming committee, like, you know, welcome to my world. Welcome to the party. I'm trying to like invite you in and use this content to l- let you like come into my world and get to know me kind of thing. And then we'll get to the, you know, business kind of, right. kind of thing. Right. But yeah, no, this is a big deal. Yeah, you're right about that. And it's uh, it's difficult in some cases, like, for example, this guy, I can't say which company he works for, but um, it's a big, you know, one of the big insurance companies, and they have a lot of restrictions, a lot of things he's not allowed to do and all this stuff, because they're so far behind on the times. It's it's just ridiculous, to be honest, um, wow. like some stuff that I can't even believe they won't let you do. So um, it's like, how do you expect these agents to market themselves? And that's a whole nother story. But my point (laughs) is, is that uh, he's, you know, he's in a case. And I know that there's probably a lot of your listeners that are in similar industries. Anybody that's in anything that's like uh, insurance or finance or anything that's regulated, it's very difficult. And you have to show your personal side to get people to like you, trust you and love you before the they're going to listen to any business related tips you have. Uh, and that's, right. uh, you know, not to get off the subject, but that's a big thing for those industries that right. relates to what we were just talking about, where showing the personal side to get them to like you and trust you. Then every once in a while, we call it like the 80, 20 rule, you know, 20% of the time drip on them with some of the sales content, but right. 80% should be relationship building. So, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you're you're saying that like, and I think I actually had a conversation with somebody about this, like certain industries. Um, so might be somebody that's listening right now. You're like restricted on what you can put out there when it comes to like the work you do, right? Like mm-hmm. kind of like don't make promises or you can't guarantee that or you can't claim this or whatever, right? Yeah. With all those rules. And you're so right that like, then that's a perfect opportunity to just build the personal brand side of things right. more and, and, and then, you know, talk yeah. business kind of maybe more behind the scenes and not so publicly on social media, I guess. Yeah. They, cause they literally can't like they're being, you know, thumped every time they post something they're not supposed to the uh, compliance team for those companies comes back and says, ah, oh, you can't do that. No, no, no. Right. So they have to get rid of it. And then uh, they, you know, delete that content or whatever. And then it really gets in their mind space of, you know, kind of like we were just talking about where they start thinking, well, what can I post? And it really kind of stifles their creativity and it makes it discouraging, I guess would be a good word to not be able to make social media the way you want to make content the way you want to. So it is tough, but you know, if you just go the personal route on, regardless of what your brand or your company, I don't care if you're a uh, retail space that's got 50 employees or a restaurant that's got a hundred employees, you know, full service, whatever, big dining room and all this and that somebody needs to be the face of that 
business, whether it's the owner or you or a chef or the GM, somebody or a couple people. And they need to be the ones that are coming forward with content that is relatable and fun and um, sometimes educational, sometimes, uh, you know, or just whatever, like, but not, but not, Hey, here's our daily specials, or here's the sale for the dress that we're trying to sell at the retail shop or, you know, like get out of that mindset and really take it more of like a personal route. And then you don't have to worry about anything, whether it's compliance related or not, you know, it's like, right. Right. Everybody just has the same mindset. And people love to have the human to human connection, like you were saying earlier. And like, you're, you're talking about, um, showing like maybe the staff, there's several people that can be in the content or showing like you with your team at your meeting and like all that kind of thing. And I, you know, I, I really have had a basically taken in a big lesson on that from Peloton As you know, I love Peloton Mm -hmm. and like one of the things they do in their business is they have a variety of faces. They got people showing up. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously on camera, they have to, to teach the classes, but also in all of their content that they're putting out, like, and you're, you're seeing people. So you're not, it's not like, just like, oh, here, buy our bike or buy our treadmill. Right. It's like connect right. with the people that work here. Like that's the vibe, you know? And if you do that in your business, in your own way, it, it's like a, we're doing that with, um, with a salon client right now. And there's three different people from the salon that are kind of like the leadership. Right. And mm-hmm. they're, so they're actually appearing in videos. This person's really good at teaching how to do this thing on hair. And this person's really good at talking about this. Right. And then, so we're just having, then we have all of them on camera and it's kind of fun, right. For their for their sure. clients to see them on camera, first of all, because like, oh, she does my hair. Like there she is on Instagram. Right. <laughs> but then it gives like this kind of like team powerful, you know, like, yeah. Makes you part um, of the community. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I love that. Um, yeah. Okay. So what happens with, I'm so interested in this process of your, of your consulting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always learning from you. What happens then? Ditto. Like when, when you give, um, like a blueprint to a client, like, are you, is like, are things working? Like what something that's working well, maybe you can put out there or somebody might yeah. want to try it. Like what's, what are the standout cool things happening? Well, and so let me just kind of um, refresh people's memories here. So the first thing that, you know, we do is kind of have them audit themselves and we help in that process sometimes too. And then uh, the second thing is we look for gaps so what are they doing well and what are they not doing and how can they do those things better and how, how can they find time to do those things or, and I didn't get to this point, but a big thing is um, uh, having like a core group within your business, let's say two, three, four people that you can trust that also have some level of skill set and some will be better than others in things, you know, like one person might be really good at editing videos and one might be really good at photography and whatever. Uh, one might be a really good writer and really good at catching or writing the captions and things. So getting a core group of people that can, you can um, delegate these different tasks to, and then giving them those tasks for that week or the month or whatever it is. So, Hey, I, you know, Brittany, I want you to put out three to five stories per day, or I want everybody on the team to do one story per day. Now there's four right there, you know, whatever it is. So that's something that is really, really working well because it takes the pressure off of the one person and distributes it over a team of people Therefore, since it's a team doing it, not only is it getting done, but there's a level of accountability that's inherent to that group because you've got four or five people. So you don't want to be the one that doesn't do it next time the meeting comes around, Uh, which is another thing about these consulting meetings, these coaching sessions is that um, I bring a level of accountability 
because, and that's one of the reasons we get hired besides just telling people what to do. It's, Hey, like we got to meet with this guy again in a month. We want to make sure we're moving the needle and the business owner wants to move the needle because that's what he or she is paying for. So, you know, in the last meeting we were in, that's what the guy said. He's like, Hey, I'm paying Dan to do this. Like you guys make sure you're doing it. And, you know, it was kind of awkward actually, but I was like, all right, well, everybody's (laughs) doing a good job. Don't worry about it. Um, That's like a team of like eight people that I work with for this company. So, um, so anyway, yeah, audit, find some weaknesses and all that. And then um, to your point or question about the blueprint. So what I do is I give people about four or five things that they need to do that I know are going to be timely maybe trending, uh, maybe just uh, right for that company. And then they take those four or five things and implement them for the next month. At the next meeting then we have at the end of the month, we go over all of that and say, okay, what worked and what didn't. Um, And I recommend doing this internally for any company listening to this right now. You can do this on your own too, to a certain degree. Um, So then you look over that month, what worked, what didn't, um, what's changed. Because sometimes like we've had months go by and for example, the algorithm changed in the mid month and they came out with a new thing like Facebook right now is as of the time we're recording this, which is uh, early 2023, Facebook is back. Facebook is on the upswing again to like where it was a couple years ago. back, baby. I am with you on that. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, so, and then like, uh, we help them with paid ads. We help them with all of that too. Cause a lot of them have events and things that they want to promote and, uh, so on. So we help them with targeting. We show them how to reach the right customer and how to spend less money to get more results and all of that. Right. Um, but there it's basically a process. And then we rinse, repeat this process month to month and it's a minimum six months. And right now we're about at the like fifth month of really doing this for a lot of customers. Some of them are in the second month, some are in like the eighth or ninth month, but I'd say on average, like four or five months. And what we're seeing is a somewhere around uh, like anywhere between a double to a, to a quadruple reach and engagement. Um, some of them are like 10 X. Um, and then that's on the low end. That's like the non, um, what am I trying to say? Like that's this, the, the intangible stuff, right? Like, okay, we've got more reach, more engagement. Great. That's like the worst results we're getting. The best results, a guy sold like a $50,000 construction project. So it's paid for us for many years. You know, it's like, right. so there's <laughs> he a- his money, He got his money's worth, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. So everybody's seeing really good results. And, and I'm glad that we're talking about this because I think that your listeners can just take a couple of these points that I'm throwing out and at least get a start, right? Even if they're not getting the full value of like having me or you sit with them, at least like it's- three or four things that they can take and implement and say, okay, like I'm going to go do this audit. Then I'm going to figure out like four things I'm not doing and I'm going to do those things and I'm going to do it for six months and I'm going to see where I'm at. And I guarantee you if everybody listening just does this and they look for gaps that they're not, where they're not producing content, they're not getting results, whatever the case is, they implement some, some things to fill those gaps, whether it's more stories, more video, more whatever. Um, Or sometimes the gap is a whole platform. Let me rewind a second. There's times right. where we have people that should be on Instagram. Like they could throw Facebook out and just be on Instagram because they're exactly meant for Instagram. Like maybe it is that retail shop that's got new dresses that come in every two days and right. um, or restaurants where they have a new dish and they want to show like anything that's photogenic and videogenic, 
you need to use Instagram for that. And we have clients yes. that don't do it. It's still, it's a visual platform. Yeah. Right, right, right. And they're, and they're not doing it. So like sometimes it's a whole platform that's a gap or LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn has its own, um, you know, it's, it's entire own uh, feel and look to it and vibe and, and result, uh, you know, like people get results out of it. They do it right. And there's plenty of B2B companies that aren't using LinkedIn at all. Wow. Um, so sometimes the gap that we're seeing isn't even like, oh, it's a not a post thing on a micro level. It's like the whole platform's missing. <laughs> right, from like there. you skipped the whole damn thing. <laughs> right, like you should be doing this. Right. So. so, okay, cool. Well, yeah, no, that that's such good, solid information, and it's not complicated to do those things. But like right. you said, probably with somebody who really, really really needs the help they when they hire somebody like you like it like you said it's like accountability too it's not just oh dan told you what to do it's also like okay i've invested in this and i've had the schedule of calls with him like i need to actually implement take action yes. and that can help you know get everything but i love that i love that you're offering something where somebody has somebody on staff that can actually take the action but maybe they just don't know what action to take and i think that's going to apply to tons of people listening, um, yeah. a different, a little bit of a different topic. I was just going to ask you, I didn't, we didn't plan this question. Mm-hmm. How is it going with, I know you're doing more podcast guesting recently. How's, how's that going for you? Cause I, I mean, you know, I love podcasting and we, we do that at fun love media is podcasting services, but I'm yeah. wondering if, if you're liking it as much as I do. So I am not, um, I'm not hosting and I was going to, I was going to start a podcast and I talked to a gentleman and he's like, if you don't love it and you don't think you have the time and the mindset to even be able to, to get it, uh, like, let's say planned out six months in advance, right? Like if you're always going to be chasing your tail, trying to figure out what your next episode is or this or that, and you don't think you have the time and energy to do it, just be a professional guest. There you go. He's like, do a hundred a year, 150 appearances a year. And I'm like. Hmm. That's a good idea. And <laughs> it just clicked. Like I know I never even thought of that. So right. that's what I did. So now I'm uh, like a month or two in, um, I'm booking out, you know, for the next like six, eight months, whatever they, you know, however far out people book, but uh, right. I'm trying to get like at least one a week right now and then work my way up to, you know, two, three, four a week if I can. And I'm doing this just so, you know, and your listeners know to really do two things provide uh, value, obviously, like I have a wealth of knowledge in this stupid head of mine that uh, <laughs> comes from all the years of all the things that I've done. I mean, a million different jobs and management and ownership and everything else, but it's also to uh, provide me with content that I can then pull from to create my own content and build my own brand out. So it, it gives me kind of, we talked about accountability by me being on these podcasts. One, it's, it's something where I'm holding my own feet to the fire and I have to do it because I booked it and I enjoy it. So I want to do it. And then two, I can, you know, one 30 minute podcast conversation might give me 10 pieces of content that I could use for the next two, yeah. three weeks or something. So that's, that's I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I really appreciate you having me on um, more than once now. We're number three. So um, I love it. Yeah. And someday I have no doubt someday that we're going to have something together. I don't know what it is like yes. business wise or podcast wise, or I don't know. Yeah, we know we have to, for sure. I, I agree. I think that'd be amazing. Um, what do you, um, uh, oh shit. I just lost what I was going to ask you about. Um, oh, this is what it was. I was going to tell you something. 
have you have you heard of um like making a spotify playlist for your guesting spots no but that sounds okay yes yeah you got it yes right okay i (laughs) i I can't take credit this actually came from my friend erica reitman who is also a business owner and on social media and all the things and she gave this tip a long time ago and i took it and ran with it in fact i need to update mine i mean granted i guess there might be some shows that aren't on spotify but most shows are going to be on spotify and you can create a playlist and you just search your name so anybody listening by the way Search your name and Spotify if you don't remember all of your guests. <laughs> so you need a reminder or whatever, and mm. it'll, it, you should come up and then you can add every single one to like a playlist that you create. And then you put the link to your Spotify playlist, wherever you want in your Instagram bio, LinkedIn, bio, like wherever. And then if somebody wants to just be like, I want to go listen to Dan Peterson all day long <laughs> they can go to your spotify list and see every single show you've guessed it on and listen to them so that smart. is genius like, i know it's so erica, simple <laughs> the shout what? out erica reitman that was it was so good yeah and so simple so while you also should probably have like at some point a collection of the links to them like on your website or whatever right like but that's like an easy quick way to put it together so yeah and i use um i use linktree to put, yeah. you know, to have them where you can go in there and listen to all of them. I need to update that up here. I, I'm writing these notes down as we speak, <laughs> um, but I'm going to check into the Spotify thing. That's a really, really smart idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought love so it too. I would say thank you, but it's not my idea. Um, but yeah. <laughs> good. Good stuff. All right. Well, okay, Dan. So how can everybody find you? We'll, we'll make sure to put it in the show notes too, but how can they find you, follow you, connect with you, LinkedIn, Instagram, like wherever. Yeah. So it's flip switch social media across the board, anywhere you want to find us. And uh, then my personal brand is just my name, Dan Peterson official, because there's a lot of Dan Petersons apparently. So <laughs> I had to come up with something. So I threw official behind it because it sounded official. It sounds uh, official. It sounds official. <laughs> so Dan Peterson official is my personal brand. I'm just in the uh, early phases still of building that out and uh, just finding my way for what I want it to be and how I want to do it. But uh, it's really That's just cool. spreading positivity podcast- and stuff. I think the podcast guesting is going to get you moving in the right direction with that. That's cool. Yeah, I think so. I've only, you know, I used to do like one every couple months. Now I'm trying to do a couple of weeks. So that's a big needle move. And uh, if that doesn't work, then we'll move on to other things. But (laughs) (laughs) It's going to work. I can feel it. All right, Dan, thank you so much for being back on the show. And I look forward to you coming back again. Thanks so much, Brittany. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.